Blog Talk Radio. It's Sunday evening, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brining and Jeremy Dunn. They'll be taking your calls and speaking on the topic of the week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Pause I Am Radio. I am your host, Robert Brining. I want to thank you all for tuning in with me. Jeremy, how you doing, man? <laughs> I am peachy. I feel like I haven't been here for weeks. Yeah, I missed you, man. Missed you a lot. See? I, I know, because I, I bring a sense of decorum that otherwise decorum. is lacking. Yes. The hell's that? Look it up. Decorum. <laughs> Shit, make me think you're decorating something or something. <laughs> <laughs> I bring class. I bring style. I bring me. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in because actually, believe it or not, Jeremy, you won't believe it, but my lines are flooded with people already sitting here on hold. Either they're listening to the show um, to hear Monique tell her story or they are calling in to ask her a question or leave a comment, or more than likely they're probably listening, I'm thinking, right now, but uh, we're going to open the lines later. But I'm just excited to have her on. And the funny thing is that she gave me an area code, and I have four people from that area code. Uh -oh. <laughs> oh, I see her. I see her now. I see her number, yeah. Okay, cool. So anyway, <laughs> how was your weekend? Tell me. Talk to me. Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> I, so I went to an event where Jack McEnroth was there, our one and only, lovely Jack. Right. And um, this is the first time that Jack and I have actually met face-to-face, -face, in person. And how was and, and it? it? It was fantastic. He's so sweet and charming. And, yes, I had a few glasses of wine at the event. I think I, think I read his, his reply to that tweet or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I, I have to tell you, Jack was absolutely in his element, and it was just, fun to um to be there with him and to uh to to support him in what he's doing and and I have to tell you that he his his whole persona his whole presence I think um really does prove that anything can um happen if if you put your mind to it and if you if you actually fight for it i i think he did a fantastic job last night and he was just wonderful so love you <laughs> so anyway um so i just want to yeah he was it was great to meet him finally so cool it was um yeah i think he sent me a, a message saying i think y'all better take some pictures <laughs> Let me tell you, the pictures that we took turned out terrible. They were all yeah, I saw them. <laughs> and, and fuzzy, and it's just like, oh, God. Did you so get to take a picture with him? He, he, oh, yeah, and it turned out like crap. So, um, and, uh, so uh, we took a couple of the ones that, you know, that they were doing for the event, so those will show up soon. Cool. I hope. That's really, really cool. So uh, Anyway, but yeah, and it was a great event. It was a fashion show for charity, and um, it was a silent auction. 
and the fashion was or the challenge for these these young designers was to create couture looks out of Hanes t-shirts. That's all they had. Wow. And I, I think there, there was a couple that really kicked it out of the park, so to speak. And there were folks there that missed the mark <laughs> a little bit. But, you know. So it was like it, a mini it, Project Runway challenge. It, it really was. It was fantastic. It was just a lot of fun. So, anyway. <laughs> did I, they I do the whole you're in or you're out? Did they pick a winner? Uh, you know, they did. And I, unfortunately, was so hungry by about ten fifteen that Mark and I had to go get something to eat. We missed them. We missed it. Oh, that's fine. But you had a good time. We had a great time. We had a great, great time. So. Good, good. Did you happen to um, pick up uh, the latest copy of HIV Plus? I haven't yet. I'm getting it on <laughs> Thursday when I go see my doctor. There you go. You have to make sure you pick one up. Um, and yep, for I'm people listening, uh, the reason I'm saying it is because um, – I am featured on the cover along with um, my friend Justin B. Smith. Uh, he's one of the bloggers on Paz Diana, and he's been on the show before. You were on the show when we interviewed him, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, I, um, I, I, I wasn't on the show, no, but um, we did interview him, and it was you and Jack, I think it was on a Wednesday. Oh, okay. That was back when yeah. we did Wednesdays. It's a, yep. it's a big article that they did on um, basically people who are using the Internet to reach um, – the HIV AIDS community and, and, and help get the word out. And it's really, really cool. And you have to check it out because I'm surprised how big the pictures are. So <laughs> it's like so weird to see my face there. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's cool. So I'm excited about it. Um, but so check that out um, for what's going on. And if you missed last week's show, just to recap, if you missed it, um, Mark on who was the executive producer of uh, the HIV Project, and you can find information on that at the HIVstoryproject.org. Great. Uh-huh. Oh, hey, can I, can I say yeah. one more thing before yeah, we go absolutely. any further? Because uh-huh. Daddy Dab, I know you're listening, and I know you're in the chat room, and I'm going to just say I am so, so sorry for get, for about forgetting the AIDS there last night. I was in such a rush packing everything and heading out the door and I get all the way to Winston-Salem, and I get a, I get a uh, message from Daddy saying, don't forget to take pictures with the AIDS bear, you know, Dab. And I'm like, oh, God, I forgot oh. him. I forgot <laughs> him. So I am so sorry, Daddy. I am so, so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, That's um, funny. So I, I will uh, make it up to you in other ways, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's funny. So um, tonight we have on a special lady. Um, I I believe I'm trying to think of what Carolina she's from. Is she from North or South? Is um, she from North or South? Um, I have to look again. I thought she was around near you. But anyway, her, she her too. beautiful lady. Her name is Monique Hell, and she will be sharing her personal story um, about living with HIV, going through pregnancy, HIV positive, and being a mother. Um, you know, we don't get a lot of women who come on. Um, it's very hard for me to find women to come on and share their stories. So I think That's Brian you actually. Women. You scare women. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Brian, I think, is the one who introduced me to uh, Monique. Uh, remember Brian with a good old southern voice? I do. Oh, then maybe. Why 
why is this doing this? Oh, God. Anyway, keep going. But that's who I think introduced that to me, introduced her to me. So let me go ahead and bring Monique on, and you make sure your speakers okay. are um, down. <laughs> I, it just popped on all of a sudden. I'm like, what the yeah, hell? Sorry. Okay. Anyway, so, back. So let me um, welcome Monique Howe to the show. Monique? Hello. Hi, beautiful. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. That's good. I was just running my mouth. I didn't realize I wasn't on the ear yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh goodness! It's a dress rehearsal, right? Huh? Yeah, it was a dress rehearsal. Oh yeah, dress rehearsal. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to make perfect. So, is that who introduced us? Was it Brian Morgan? Yes, it was. Yeah, he's a sweetheart. Yeah, he is. So tell us a little All bit right. about yourself. Where are you from, and um, you know, where did you grow up, and stuff like that? I'm from uh, Somerville, South Carolina. Um, I traveled all over the world. My dad was in the military, so I've never been to like one place for very, you know, very long. Um, so I've been all across the country and back. And, um, I made Somerville, South Carolina, my home after my dad uh, retired in '97. I finished up school here and graduated in 1999. So that's where I'm at, here in South Carolina. And um, so let, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, uh, when you became HIV positive. And when I became... That was for you um, kind of going a little bit before that, because I want to talk about your diagnosis, but I want to talk a little bit about beforehand, you know what I mean? Because I know um, in the bio you gave me... Um, you you had two children already, and then you met your second husband, correct? Right, right, correct. I actually um, I went in the service. I went in the military. Um, that's something that I always wanted to do. And um, my first marriage, you know, didn't work. So um, I had already had two kids, and I ended up getting married again. Um, was very happy. I just knew this was the man of my dreams. He was fine. You know, <laughs> I had it going on. <laughs> So, um, you know, and I was happy because, you know, I had already had two kids and he married me with my two children. So I just, you know, thought that was wonderful. And, um, you know, I ended up getting pregnant in October 2005 from him. And I was, you know, I was like, Lord, another child? But then at the same time, I was happy because it was from my very own husband. You know, I never had a child with, you know, my husband. Right. So I was excited and everything else and... We took the numerous testings that you do when you are um, pregnant, and lo and behold, that was one of the testing HIV. Um, nurse called me, and actually she told me over the phone something she shouldn't have done, but uh, she told me that I was HIV positive. Um, one of the test results came back that I was HIV positive. Um, mm -hmm. And I went down to the clinic, and they showed me, and um, I kept getting retested. Being that I was in the military, they had to do their own testing and all of that started coming back positive, positive. I took about six tests because I couldn't believe it because I was, you know, a wife. So I'm just like, how in the world, you know? You know, I was educated about HIV, um, but once I got diagnosed, I was all puzzled, confused, um, trying to figure out, you know, I, I was like, how did I get it? You know, I was, you know, I was this man's wife. So, um all the pieces started coming together that year in October 2005. Um, about a month later, I found out he did have an affair on me for a whole year. 
And uh, the person he had an affair with me on is HIV as well. And he too is HIV. Um, when I told him my news, when um, I first found out in October, he pretty much just gave me that look like he had already knew the whole time that he was HIV. And uh, from that day to now, he's walked out of my life, walked out of me and the kid's life. Uh, we are now divorced, and I'm just taking care of the kids by myself. Wow. So so how was – okay, so I, I think the big question then is how was it going through a pregnancy, being HIV positive, and – and, and, and is your baby HIV positive as well? My son, he, he's a boy. He is three years old, soon to be four. He is HIV negative, thank God. Um, when I first got pregnant, I was I didn't know what to do. I'm like, you know, do I have this baby? What am I supposed to do? And, of course, you know, the doctors educated me and make sure I was heading down the right path. But they did offer, they did ask me did I want to abort the baby. Um they said, you know, it was, you know, did I want to abort or did I want to go full term with the pregnancy? But um, my spiritual background and everything, I, I, you know, I trusted God and I took all the, I don't, I'm not sure the meds that I was on when I was pregnant, but um, I took, you know, HIV medicine for the pregnancy. I took it the whole nine months. And um, when he was born, he too had to take HIV medicines up until he was two years old. And once he became two years old, he had a final testing, which was HIV negative. So um, I was, I didn't know whether when I first found out, I didn't know to be happy because I was pregnant or frustrated because I was HIV. I was all confused. Um, it was like I wanted to smile, but at the same time I wanted to cry. At the same time I wanted to go kill my husband. Um, so, many things, <laughs> so many things was going through my head. I mean, I, I in and out of psychiatric wards, uh, four times since my diagnosis. So, I mean, it, it's been a rough road for me because I was just, you know, trying to figure out how can I be a mother and also live with HIV. Um, I just became public here June uh, 2010. I mean, I'm sorry, January 2010. I just became public about my status um, because I want to be able to help others, let them know that, you know, everything will be all right, you know. Um, but it's been a rough road. I didn't know whether to be to be happy or not that year. Um, I cried many days um, to my family. I, I didn't know how to hold back the tears. Sometimes I would talk to people, just want to break down because I was all confused. Like how in the world I was just being someone's wife, you know? And you know what, that kind of reminds me, um, Jeremy, when we had Diane on, um, Diane Reeve, who was on, who you may have seen Monique on, uh, she was on Oprah and on 2020. And um, there was that gentleman in Texas who was infecting these women and sleeping with all these women and not telling them mm -hmm. that um, they were positive. But her reaction was, you know, I was in this committed relationship for such and such amount of years. Just like you, you know, I'm a wife. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, and she was like, I, I just didn't think that those things would happen because I'm in this relationship, you know, and, and it just – you didn't think the other one was cheating. And so it kind of reminded me of Diane when I first read a little bit about your story of how you were like, you know, I'm a wife. How does this happen? This right. Happen. You never I'm think of that because, you know, I had, I mean, you know, like, like we, you know, come on, people, you know, like you're really going to put a condom on with your husband. I mean, I mean, I just, you know, I just, you know, I made love just like anybody else may love, you know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I was being the wife. I cleaned, I cooked, I did everything that I was supposed to do 
as a wife. And uh, when, like I said, when I found out, I was so confused. Well, I, I, I you know, there's, and, and not to not to put words in your mouth or or anything like that, but for me, I would think that there's so many things going on at the same time, right? Where it's, hey, we're married. I'm pregnant. We're married, and you cheated on me. Um, <laughs> oh, and now there's this HIV thing, right? Mm-hmm. So. It, I think there's just so much there that, that is just fueling all of that, right? Oh, it's a lot of fuel. <laughs> I promise you. I have my family. I'm serious. I, I mean, my my husband at the time, my ex-husband, he went somewhere, and when I found out he cheated on me, I promise you. I called my sister and him. I said, y'all better have the cops over here tonight because I'm going to kill him. You know, I was fueled up. Yep. So what have you told your kids. How, so, how old are all of your kids? I have three boys. Oh God, three boys. But um, <laughs> um, I have an eight-year-old, a five-year-old, and the the, ba- the youngest is three. He'll be four this month. And, and um, and they don't. I, when I came public, and uh, I came public, I actually told my church first. My kids was actually sitting right there looking dead at me. And um, I don't really think they understand what's going on at this point. So um. They just kind of know that mommy is sick, but they don't know, you know, the depths of the sickness. So, uh, do you do you have a plan of of how to tell? Because because what I envision is, you know, the schoolyard talk, mm-hmm. right? Is um, and of course, you know, my brain goes directly to you know, bad, 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 right? Because mm-hmm. that's what you hear about, that's what you see, and and you know what was that Queen Latifah movie, um, Life Support, where mm-hmm. you know, some of the kids weren't, the kids aren't as supportive as we would like them to be. Right? right. So, how how do you because you've got an eight year old, he's probably going to hear more of it. It's going to get out. You've 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 come out of the closet, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, um, how do you how are you going to curb that and and ensure that he ensure his safety at, at school and ensure what he knows that's a good question i mean like i said we kind of tell him you know um i'm just going to let him know you know if he do hear it you know i i that's why i prefer that he knows now so that when he grows up he'll know that you know well i already knew you know and sometimes he does sit here and mom are you okay and i'll just explain to him you know mommy is sick and, and you know i just want you to know that i love you and i'm going to be okay um but I have not really came to the point exactly what I'm going to say. Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, how, and there's another question actually in the um, – there's two questions actually in the chat room. Is, uh, the first is – well, the first we, we talked about how you explained it or you're going to eventually. Are you still in contact with your ex? Um, Michael Howard is asking, and then Jeremy322 in the chat room is also asked, how did this impact your military career? I am not no longer in contact with my ex. Um, he just, like I said, no child support, no nothing. He just up and vanished. Um, my military career, they were so supportive because I had to tell them um, my status. Cause we do get tested in the military. Mm-hmm. Um so I didn't know I was HIV, you know, negative over the years because of the testing through the military. So I had to tell them. 
they was very supportive. Um, and I actually just did my time. I did four years and I just got out. They did not put me out. You cannot get out because you are HIV positive. Um, the only reason, the only way they could put you out is, uh, you know, if your CD4 count, you know, is real low. Or if you're gay. Yeah, don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> I was trying not to say that one, but okay. All right. <laughs> oh, don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> I was trying not to say that one, though, but you got it. <laughs> I love y'all. <laughs> so how, how often do they test, um, do HIV tests in the military? Because I didn't know that they did that. Yeah, they do do testing. And actually, I was stationed in Germany um, in 2004. So you have to get tested before you even go over there. I believe it's every two years. I may be wrong. They may even change it now. So um, I got tested previous. And they actually pulled up, you know, my previous testing when they found out that I was positive or whatever. So I think it's every two years. But like I said, that could be changed. And I know when you go overseas, you, you automatically get testing as well. So, so I want to just kind of reestablish timeline, right? So you met this guy, got married, got pregnant, find out that you're HIV positive. They put you on um, what, it's the prophylactics during pregnancy. Are you on medicine now? Yes, I am. I actually, uh-huh. they just put me on medicine um, the beginning of this month. And, oh, my God, I'm doing so horrible with it. Um, I'm on uh what is it called? Rechita, R-E-Y-A-T-A-Z. I'm on that. Um, Norfear, uh-huh. the one that you put in the hot, um, in, in the refrigerator. Yep. And I'm on Truvada. Wow. Yeah, that's the ones that I'm on. It actually made me sick because of the depression medicine that I'm on. I've actually been sick as a dog, so they're kind of switching it up for me um, this week here. So I'm very bad with that, but mm-hmm. I guess it'll get better for me. My CD4 is right now is two two uh, seventy. Okay. So did your um, so when you had the baby, did they take you off the medicine? Um, I was on it. I I want to say a good. I think he kept me on it for like a couple of months, and then he weaned me off of it. He said, you know, my CD4 was okay, so he said I didn't have to be on meds at that time. So oh, he actually he actually took me off. Yeah, that's an interesting choice for a doctor to make. I, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. that's that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, he took he took me off. I think my I think I was four. My CD four was like four or something. Uh-huh. Anyway, I got off, and then uh, I was they wanted to put me back on like maybe a year later. But like I said, I was so horrible with the medicine. I would take them and then didn't take them and then go to the doctor and try to lie to the doctor. And when they did the blood work, they found out that I wasn't doing like I was supposed to because I was depressed and just aggravated. And, you know, when I took those meds, I would cry, you know, because it it started making me realize that, you know, I have HIV. Um, This year here, I came to, you know, I looked in the mirror and I told myself, you know, Monique, you will take these medicine. You know, you will take it every day. And um, so I'm getting better with it. And uh, that's that's good. Yeah. So are you on a multi-day – multi-day uh is it multi-time a lot of do you have to take it twice a day three times a day are you they got it to where because like i said they, they I'm, i give the doctors a hard time with these meds but they got it to where i could take it um once all of it together at one time a day it was actually at night 
But when I was taking the depression medicine at night as well, that was it was almost 12 pills. And um, so it had me real sleepy in the mornings. I'm, like, drugged up. So what they did was the HIV medicine, they want me to start taking it in the morning and take the depression medicine at night and see what happens. Mm-hmm. So have you tried so, that yet? I'm going to try it tonight. I will in the morning. Good for you. Good for you. Now, <laughs> yeah. if I have to, I will call you. <laughs> yeah. And say, it has me so sick. I mean, I'm just trying to get used to it. And like I said, I'm just trying not to think about it. You know, I have to look. Because when I look at it, I just be like, oh, God, HIV. I got to stop mm-hmm. thinking like that. You know what? But it's normal. In, in, it, it is. It's absolutely normal. And I'll tell you what I did when I first started taking medicine. I put it with my vitamins. Mm-hmm. Then I said, oh, just going to take my vitamins in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I'd be trying to think of it like that. but yeah, yeah, just put it with your vitamins. You know, mm-hmm. have your vitamins right next to it. Vitamins, going to take my mm-hmm. vitamins. You know, yeah. and that's what I did anyway. It seemed to, you know, do, do the trick. So Right. I, I'm with you on it. I'm with you, honey. It's, it's this whole adherence thing. It's it's tough for a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. So is it, is it safe to say that, like, kind of since your diagnosis in 2005 until just recently when you went public, that you were kind of in this depression state? Yes, I was. I was that, a horror. I mean, yes. Like, I know you were in and out of different places, and, and we talked about that, but, like, what was it that transformed you and all of a sudden, like, that light bulb went off and said, you know what? I don't give a crap anymore. Like, I'm going to start talking about it. Every time I walked in that psychiatric hospital, I got tired of looking at those people, you know. And it was like everyone but Monique, you know, saw faith in me and encouraged me and, you know, always tell me, Monique, you're going to make it. Even when I was in the hospital, the nurses would say, you know, keep your head up, you know. You you got to be an example. You got to help others. And and the last time I went, was, which was December, I told myself, I just was like, you know what? Enough is enough. Either people are going to like me or not like me. Either they're going to accept me for who I am or, you know, or not. I'm a mother. I'm a, of three kids. I'm living with this. You know, I want to be able to help. And once I became public, I came public at the end of December. I was on the radio the next week. And um, once I became that, so many friends and support from all over, and it just amazed me. I'm like, just wow! I wish I should have came public a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a process, you know. Like it took you four years or whatever to get through that five years um, to to move forward and accept it. And you know, it's different for everybody. And I think that's what's important. How did your church react when you told them? Oh wow! Well, some people in the church. My dad's a pastor, so it's his church. And some people had already knew anyway, so it was it was a lot easier for me to come open because some people in the church had already knew. When I came public with the church, they were so supportive. I mean, now they're praying for me, making sure I'm okay. You know, they help with the kids. I mean, it's awesome. I mean, not only the church, but even my surrounding area where I live. Um, it, it just amazed me. I have the reaction on everybody's faces. I have not heard any negativity yet. Um, I know I'm going to be coming encounter with that, but as of right now, it's been a true blessing for the support of the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you have um, other HIV positive people around that you are able to lean on? 
I do. I do have a few friends that I do know of um, that I actually met in my military career and outside of my military career. Um, a few of my friends are not public like I am, mm-hmm. but they're very supportive. I mean, they encourage me. They push me on. You know, hey, Monique, you know, do this, do that. You know, I can't do what you're doing. You know, it's going to be your mouth that's going to help other people, you know, and they're HIV positive as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they had it way longer than I have. Right. So <clears throat> I had a question in my head, and it just went away. How you told your, your parents for the first time. What was that? They like? were they were right there when I when that nurse I told you the nurse called me and told me over the uh-huh. phone. I mean I don't know how I got it out of that lady, but she told me. And I ran in my mom's room. My mom's sleeping. I'm like, ah, you know I got HIV. I'm gonna die. You know I'm gonna die tomorrow. And my mom just woke up. Girl, what you talking about? You know everybody looking all puzzled because where I come from, we're educated about that, but we're not. You know, how can I say it? Uh, you know, my family, I'm, I'm from a well-rounded family. I mean, when, so hearing the word HIV in that family, they're looking at you like, girl, what you talking about? And so uh, my mom, from that day, the family, you know, I told everyone that day. You know, tears was shed, but everyone was so supportive. My dad actually went with me. Um, when you find out in the military, you have to actually go to, um, I had to go to a different hospital out of state to get my treatments for HIV. My dad actually went with me. Um, when I first got diagnosed, and he got all the information that he needed to get to take back to the family, let everybody know, hey, Monique's okay, you touch her, you're not going to get HIV, you know, you know, everybody got educated, the family, and, um, you know, I cook for them, clean for them, they be touching me and everything, at first, they was puzzled, they didn't know how to react, but um, they cool, I love my family. That's terrific, that's absolutely terrific. So, what about the so the church, you know, we, you know, I have image of just lots of love, lots of support. Is that what you're getting from the from the church as well? Oh yes, yes I am. Like I said, if they are negative about it, I don't see it. I don't hear about it. But right now they are so. Matter of fact, they got me speaking the 19th of March for a little teen summit that we're doing at our church. So, I mean, it's like, Monique, you know, you need to share your story to help others. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're very, oh, I love Solid Rock. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure Solid Rock is listening right now. So I love them to death. <laughs> terrific. That's terrific. I'll tell you, we got, like, the lines are jam-packed. Um, the chat room is pretty full tonight. So oh, wow. Crowd. I was going to go over to the phone lines, but I don't know who is on just listening and oh, who is on okay. to have a comment. So, um I was going to announce that if you want to call in and speak with um, us, you can give us a call at 347-215-9442. But I am going to go ahead to the phone lines because, like I said, there's 10 people on hold. So I don't want to let them sit there and wait. So if I come to you and you're on the phone line um, and you're just listening, just let me know you're listening so I can continue to let you listen. Hey, Robert. Yes. You have a nice voice. I just want to let you know that. Oh, that's... <laughs> so do you, Jeremy. Yeah, let's go to the phones. Okay, let's see. This is, I don't have an area code for this. It looks like the person blocked their number out, so let's see if I can get them on the air. Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? 
Hello. All right. All right. I'm going to take it as that person is going to just listen. Okay. Area code 803. Welcome to Pause Volume Radio. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hello? 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 South Carolina. Hello, who's this? Well, they don't want to talk either, I guess. Why do you want to talk to me? <laughs> All of a sudden, stage fright sets in. <laughs> right? Okay, let, let, let me go to the next one. 803, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello? Hello? Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Evangelist Isom from Solid Rock Outreach Ministries, Holly Hill, South Carolina. I <laughs> And I just want to say to Monique, baby girl, you just be encouraged. You keep on doing what you do because everything happened for a reason. And know that we love you and God has you. Thank you. Oh, that was sweet. Yeah. I'll put her back on mute because I guess she'll still be listening. So the next caller I'll take, area code 843, and the first three digits are 908, so you know that you're coming on the air. <laughs> What's your name? Where are you calling from? Welcome to the show. Hi, my name is Tima. I'm calling from Waterbury. Solid Rock in the house. Hey, Monique. Hey, Tima. What's going on, girl? <laughs> oh, not so much. I told you I have a lot of love from Solid Rock. Oh, that's <laughs> sweet. Just keep on doing what you do, you know, and just keep on being encouraged and know that we got your back and we love you and we appreciate you. All right. Thank you, Tima. Love you. I love you got from Solid Rock. Is that <laughs> no, what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm starting to feel all warm and fuzzy inside, and that damn train's <laughs> going by again. That's uh, funny. Area code nine zero four. What's your name and where are you calling from? You're on the air. And um, I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. And Monique and I. How are you doing, Monique, tonight? I'm good. How are you? Wonderful. We were friends. Many, many, many years ago, and way back in Alabama, and I just wanted, you know, my sister told me she came up there a couple of weeks ago for your dad's retirement party, and she came back and told me, and I was like, oh, my goodness, but I love you. My feelings for you have have not changed at all. You are in my prayers, and I just pray that you stay strong. Thank you. Thank you. You are so welcome. I'll see you soon. Oh, yes, ma'am. You sure will. <laughs> Thanks for calling in from Florida. Oh, you got mad love going around here. Oh, mad love. I really appreciate it. Appreciate it. Let's see. Let's get some more love for you. Here's another 843, and the first three digits are 499. You're on the air. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hello? Alrighty then, we're gonna let them stay on mute. Um, and let's see, area code eight four three six two eight. What's your name and where you calling from? Hello. Look at everybody shy. Everybody being shy. <laughs> come out, come out, wherever you are. Come on. And like literally, there's like all these people on hold, so I'm going to all. <laughs> come and talk to Monique. Monique's not gonna lie. <laughs> Area code eight zero three. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. Who's Hi. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Vance, South Carolina. Hello. Yes. Can you hear comment? me? Yes. Can you hear me? 
Oh, yes, we can hear you. Okay, I'm calling from Vance, South Carolina, and Monique, I know that you know me. I'm Jacqueline in that little old town that has the store in Vance, and my heart goes out to you, and I love you so much. I want to meet you, okay? So Thank I, you. I'm going to come to you or you come to me, and just remember, God knows best, and I love you, I love you, I love you. Love you, too. Thank you. You're welcome very much. Would you like to sit on hold and listen? Okay, I'll leave her on hold. <laughs> yeah, man, love out in South Carolina. Area code eight four three. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hello. Hello. Hi, can you turn your speaker down? You're welcome. Okay, here. Yeah, turn your speaker down for a second. That sounds like my brother. Yeah, it is your big brother. <laughs> oh, that's my brother, Robert. <laughs> yes, yes, it's her big brother. Oh, my um, big brother. I just want to say, you know, it's a blessing that she finally came out and told her story, and we got pretty much all the family right here listening around the computer. And, uh, <laughs> oh, that's great. And she, and she, she, she know that uh, I was one of the ones that was very upset when I found out that, you know, she had HIV. And, and hey, Robert. It would be some Robert, he's a big boy. A very big boy. <laughs> but uh, just you probably wanted to go break some legs, huh? Yeah, we'll bring bring more than some legs. <laughs> but uh, y'all, you just keep staying courage, and we all love you. Love y'all. Love you too. Oh, that was cute. Oh, that was cute. Oh. You have oh, such you have such loving friends and family. I, like I said, I, it I, amazed me when I came public. I did not know. I, you know, I thought the response. I, w- I when I came public, I wanted to go under under a rock and just hide. But the response that I get, it just, you know, I sometimes I cry every day because I'm just so blessed. Because I know a lot of people that are in my situation are not as blessed as I am. So do you think you're going to um, move into a little bit more um, of, an, of an advocacy role? I want to. I just don't know how, you know, to go about doing all that. Like I said, all this is new to me. So I guess you can help me on that, Robert and Jeremy. Well, let me tell you something right now, Monique. You're an advocate right this minute for the right? last 38 minutes. Um, just by sharing your story with all of these people and with us, you are reaching out across the virtual airwaves, and you are probably right now encouraging someone who has been struggling with coming out about their status or, or even – Encouraging someone to go get tested today. Right. So, is this real? You. Yeah, it is real. Yeah, and, and it's you real. brought that realness to to the show. So thank right. you so much. And and you mm-hmm. are an advocate. You are. Today. Thank you. That's right. Let me take back to the phone lines. Um, area oh, code eight four three. What's your name and where you calling from? You're on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi. Who's this? Hey, this is Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Hey, Jessica. Hi, honey. How are you? Good. Jessica, me and her ate together last weekend. We had some crabs. Damn, they were so <laughs> good. Oh, my God. That. Don't mention crabs. <laughs> not on this show. Oh, <laughs> they were the best crabs ever. <laughs> All right, girl. First, I want to tell you how proud I am of you, and you are amazing, but I'm sure you already know that. Yeah. Second off, I actually do have a question for you. Okay. Um, what made you decide to come out? 
Uh, my last experience in the psychiatric ward. Um, I just got tired of crying. I got tired of holding back, you know, to all my friends and family. I got tired of this smile. Everybody saying, you, everybody thought Monique just had it all together. I just got right. tired. I mean, I was just like, you know what? Hey, I'm going to tell everybody, whether they like me or not. You know, I just got, I was just holding so much anger in. And I realized oh, once I let go, yeah, once I, I realized once I let go of this anger, I'll be okay. And guess what? This year has been a blast. I feel so much better. Good, good, good. Yeah. Well, I won't keep you because I know there's a bunch of people waiting to call because I had a heck of a time trying to get a hold of you this way. Sure, uh, I'll talk to I you know on I'm going to be seeing you. Yes, and I'll see you Sunday morning, right? Okay. Yes, Jessica. Girls, I know you're going to beat me up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Bye, girl. Bye. Oh, that was sweet. Oh, so much here. love from South Carolina. South Carolina got it going on. Let's see, I got another caller here from area code 443. What's the call from you on the show? Hello? Can you turn your speaker down? Hello? Can you lower your speaker? Hello? Can you lower your speaker? Okay, hello. Hi. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Hello. Hello. I'm just calling to let Monique know that her cousin in Maryland is still listening to the show, and I love oh, her. I love you too. It's Fat. Hey, Monique. Oh, hi, Fat. Hi. <laughs> hi. I'm here. I'm listening. Thank you. Thank you for the support. Love you. Love you too. Okay. Bye. Bye. Oh, she's cute. So if anyone else <laughs> All you guys can reach us at 347-215-9442. When you call, press 1 so you can speak to the host so I know that you are calling to speak with us and not just listening. So, wow, that was, like, bombarded. If anybody has a question in the chat room, you're more than welcome to type it in there, and we will, um, you know, ask it on air. Oh, gosh, Robert, Jeremy, I would love to meet you guys. Oh, really? I'm just right up the road from you in Charlotte. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's Jeremy talking? That is. That's Jeremy. Oh, okay. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, yeah, right up. I think that's 77. It's straight up 77. I know. And if I, if I say that I'm going to come down and meet you, and Brian, and I don't meet him as well, he will kill me. He will hunt me. Yeah, he will. Oh, my God. Oh, God. So what we well, actually, I haven't met Brian yet either. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because Brian will, like, hunt me down. You know, he's a vicious little southern thing. <laughs> so, anyway, I won't go off on that one, but um, we love you, Brian. Um, <laughs> but so so advocacy work, right? There's all kinds of stuff you could do. You know, go work with your a- local ASO or, or, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um what is it that you, I mean, where do you want to go from here? I want to go all over. I mean, you know, I don't, I want to go all over. I just want to, I want to just be able to make a difference in somebody's life, not just South Carolina, but, you know, I want to reach out. You know, our church is an outreach ministry, so that's where I want to be. I just want to reach out. Good. I mean, you are, and like, Kind of like what Jeremy said is you're reaching out and doing that now, and I think that's one of the reasons I love doing this 
show with Jeremy and with Jack is because everyday people can come on, and they do come on, like you and me and Jeremy. You know what I mean? We're like, we're nobody spectacular. We're just a normal person who's living with the disease, and, and we're sharing our story so others don't feel alone. And I think right. that's what I love most about this is that I get to interact with all these people that I would have never have even spoke to before. We, I probably would have never even met you on Facebook. And, right. And having conversations. And now that I know your story and I hear your story, I have this connection with you. So, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's, just, it's an amazing thing that this whole Internet, what this world can do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was told once I came public uh, like about a month ago, um, someone actually emailed me on Facebook and said, why was I, like, uh, boasting HIV, like saying, you know, it's a good thing, you know, proud or whatever. Glamorizing got, it, right? Right. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I'm glamorizing nothing. So that kind of got me a little discouraged, but, you know, I bounced myself back up. You know, that's frustrating because, I mean, I hate to compare, like, disease to disease. But right. if you were out there talking about having cancer, I don't think people would be saying you're boasting. Or you're, exactly. you're glam, you're, you know, you're, you're making it glamorous. Or you're, you're doing, you're like, you know, you're doing something to make it, you know. It just, it, it just doesn't seem like people still understand that. And the people who send you that comment obviously aren't that educated in, you know, HIV and AIDS. Right. They understand that it's, it's not something, you know, what I mean. That you're like, it's such a, a process to go through accepting your diagnosis, you know what I mean, and then starting to accept yourself all over again. Right. right. And that's the main thing I had to learn to do was to accept myself and love Monique. Once I realized, once I loved Monique first, then, you know, I knew that everything was going to be all right. Because at first I I stopped loving my own self. I was just like, you know what, I hate myself. You know, I'm not about to go walk the streets because, you know, I have this disease and, you know, I got these kids I have to care for. I just started, I just started hating life. I really did. So, Monique, we we have a um, question in okay. the chat room. It's from Katura Adkinson. Mm-hmm. And she says, um, <clears throat> do people treat you any different now that you know that you're HIV positive? And I nope. want to let you know, Monique, I love mm-hmm. you. You've always had, you've, you are doing a wonderful job as a mother and a role model. And I always look up to you as, um, as a teenager uh, growing up. You never knew. Right. Um, we were in school together. Um, no, nobody has treated me any different, you know, as of yet. You know, like I said, I do know that I'm going to probably encounter that in life. But as of right now, y'all see the love. I have not, you know, everybody treats me <laughs> very well. And like I said, thanks to my family, most definitely. I mean, they're my number one supporters. Here's um here's a comment from a gentleman. Uh, I don't want to say gentleman because I don't know if it's a gentleman. <laughs> but it says Dot Man 32, and he's in the chat room, and he says, "Thanks, Monique, very brave of you to be so honest in public. It gives me something to think about in terms of being more public with my own status." So you're already putting, you know, planting the seed in people that it's okay to go public, and I, that's what right. this is all about. You know, so it's a great thing. Dotman's going off the bed now. Talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> you got to comment in. That's funny. So, uh, um, what is the biggest kind of thing? When you were diagnosed, what was the biggest fear that you had? Was it that, did you, because the people have different fears, you know, did you, 
feel like, oh, my God, am I going to die? Or was it like, oh, my God, nobody's going to love me? Or was it kind of a mixture of everything? It was a mixture of everything. And, and I just knew I was going to die. I mean, I started getting on the computer. And, you know, a lot of those stuff was backdated to, you know, when the HIV first came out back in 1980-something. You know, but I was reading all of what they were saying about HIV, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. You know, I'm probably going to have this baby and be dead, you know, right afterwards. And, you know, I used to count up the years. I would go to my mom and say, Mom, hey, I'm I'm 28 now, and I would count up the years. Okay, give me about 10 more years. I'll probably be dead. You know, I gave my mom actually a book of my – I put my will, a picture of my kids. I already planned my funeral. Um, I just had a mixture of everything. I thought I wasn't going to be loved. I thought people was going to look at me as a bad person. You know, matter of fact, tonight someone brought up my past. I mean, you know, it's amazing. It amazes me what people can actually tell you after you're diagnosed. I mean, you know, but it was a mixture of everything. <laughs> yeah. So there's another question um, from Michael Howard say, asking, Monique, I think you should be proud of what you're doing. Or it's more of a statement. So. Oh, tell him I said thank you. I believe that's my cousin, Michael Howell. Did you say Michael Howell? No, Howard. Oh, Howard. Hmm. Oh, I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah, he's actually, uh, he's actually a, uh, one of the bloggers on Paz I Am and actually going to be the guest on the radio show next Sunday. Oh, okay. And I'm actually just learning how to use the Paz I Am, so I'm thank still you. new to that. Yeah. Well, we'll get you hooked up because I'm actually thinking about um, – I don't know, maybe, maybe you'd be interested in starting a blog there. You know, that's kind of I a, actually a saw to... your statement, and I was trying to respond, but like I said, I don't know what I was doing. Um, I think you said something about female bloggers. Yeah. Yeah, I was interested in that. Yeah, I have a lot of male bloggers, so we were kind of looking for some females. I do have one female. That blogs, yeah, I was trying to I was respond like, back. Yeah, so I'll make sure I'll talk to you for that. Because um, a couple of people got back to me. It's important because for me, that was how I first started sharing my story was through a blog. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? And I'm because actually getting a little teddy bear, uh, yeah. Deb. Oh, from Dab? From Dab. Dab. Yes. Yes, he's mailing me the teddy bear. So I said, I guess I'll take the teddy bear with me everywhere and take yeah, pictures. I'm going to search with you on March 19th. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. So I said, that's going to yeah, be a great thing. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. terrific. I think that's just absolutely terrific. Um. <clears throat> I had another question and it popped out of my head. Oh, I'm not doing good today. Well, well, you're how, doing good. <laughs> how um do you I'm trying to think of how to how to say it the right way, but how do you um do you feel that your spirituality is kind of what is is helping you to move forward? Is that kind of like a part of you that you know what I mean? Yes, a lot of that's the that, main that part you of you strong. Yes, that's the main part of me, you know. I you know, without God's help and, you know, my my belief, I trust in God and, you know, he's my everything. Had I not had God in my life, I truly don't think I would be as strong as I am today. And, you know, thanks to what my family has, you know, put in me and taught, taught me about our beliefs in God. Like I said, had he not been in my life, I wouldn't have been this far. I think that's great. Yeah, it's interesting how some people – you know, when they're diagnosed, they really grasp onto God, and then their spirituality. You know, like for me, I had this awakening after my diagnosis because I, I I was grew up Catholic. You know what I mean? So I I was fed into things, and I and and I struggled with being gay and, and going to Catholic school. 
So mm-hmm. for me, once I was HIV positive, I kind of like threw out all of my religion and everything, and I kind of learned to become a more spiritual person mm-hmm. and, and really like totally accept, you know, myself for who I was. So it's, a, it's neat to see that, that, you know, you kind of done that too because some people don't um, – don't, you know, some people turn their back on religion when they're diagnosed. Like it's, now, at first I wanted to. At first I was just like, Lord, why me? You know, I'm not sleeping around, and, you know, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that. So how in the world, you know, at first I was angry. I'm not going to lie. I was just like, you know what, why me, God? But, um, you know, now it's just like, I, you know, I give God, you know, all the praise, and, you know, he's my everything right now in my life. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah, so someone what, told me, what, huh? Oh, go ahead. No, I was saying, someone actually emailed me on Facebook as well and told me, you know, Monique, God allowed this to happen to you. No, there is no God, you know, because if it was a God, this wouldn't happen. And, you know, they just went on and on. I kind of kindly delete that person off my face page. <laughs> so. And that kind of leads into the question I was getting ready to um, ask, actually, is how do you – because there's there are some since we're talking about religion and spirituality there are some in the religious community that think that HIV is a punishment from god mm-hmm. um, how do you how do you handle how how are you going to handle that how how would you handle that kind of sentiment i mean i just I think that's just ignorant. I don't think it's a punishment. I believe that God allows certain things to happen to people to help other people. You know, sometimes we have to go through a storm in life. Um, you know, God uses us. And, you know, I always say, why me? And, you know, God always be like, you know, why not you, Monique? Why not you? You know, I, I allow you to go through this. It's not a punishment, you know, for you. You know, this is to help other people. I chose you to go through this. So, I mean... I feel that, you know, believe it or not, since this has happened to me, and the reason why I really don't see it as a punishment, because doors has truly been open for me since my diagnosis. Starting from the time I got out of the military to now, I mean, blessings has just been pouring out for me. So I'm just like, if it is a punishment, then why am I being so blessed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very interesting. So, so many doors just been opening and opening and opening. I'm just like, Wow. Oh. That's terrific. That's terrific. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> we are down to our last six minutes. Oh, wow. I think. Six minutes, five yeah. minutes, something like that? Five minutes. I was just seeing if anybody was on line, but no. Um, okay. So one of the things that I think was the most important thing I got from sitting here and chatting with you for the hour, Monique, was one is, you know, a- HIV doesn't discriminate. It doesn't matter if you're married. It doesn't matter you know, your race, your gender, your religion, it doesn't matter any of that. It's, it's, you know, that people really need to be responsible and make sure that, you know, we get tested and stuff like right. that. Even if we're married or we're straight or, you know what I mean, whatever we think that we don't fit into that puzzle, there's no certain mold of HIV that it only affects certain kinds of people. So that's one that's thing right. that I really got out of this conversation with you. And I think the second thing was how um, important it is to, finally accept yourself and right. your diagnosis because, like you said, your doors are open now. And, and now that I've had a total acceptance of myself, now I view my HIV as a gift because right. it really has changed my life and put me 
on a track that I never would have been on, and I'm doing such wonderful things now. So, I mean, do you feel like that kind of too? Yes, that's how I look at it now. It's just like it's been a true blessing. And, you know, a lot of people ask me if I'm angry. You know, I, I thank God. I thank God for this trial and tribulation. It's actually, it's actually made me strong. This has really made me strong, and I'm going forth now, and I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to get this message out. I think that is just – you have, just in this conversation, it's, uh, it's apparent to me that you have come such a long way in the past five years. Right. And, and Monique, you have such a long way to go. You have such uh, – you have – such heights to hit over the next five years. And right. I just want to say congratulations to you on, on taking it by the – just taking, you know, pardon the phrase, but taking the bull by the horns and, and right. running with it. Good for you. Good for you. Thank you. You're welcome. Real quick, I have one caller here who wants to connect with us, so let me bring them on to the airwaves and see what they have to say. Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? I'm calling from South Carolina. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi, Hi, Monique. Who is this? This is your mother. I about to say that sounds just like my mom. (laughs) Say the best for last. (laughs) I just want to encourage you and to let you know that we love you and to be strong and know that what you're going through is not for you, but God putting you through it to help somebody else. And I just want you to know we love you and we could be there for you. Thank you, Mom. Love you. Love you. Oh, bye, Mom. Hello. Um, Hello. Uh, Y'all saved the best for last. Oh. Hello? Hold on, hold on, guys. Who's this? Hello. This is her sister-in-law. Hi. Oh, hello, sister-in-law. Hi, this is Asanta. Hi, Asanta. Hey. I'm just calling to let one know that she knows that I love her, and I am her support system. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. All righty then. Got them all in at the last minute. There's so many. Um, <laughs> we got about two minutes um, left of the show. And one of the things I wanted to bring up that I forgot to and I wanted to talk to you about was telling how to tell your kids and stuff like that. I don't have any kids, but I have a lady on. Uh, her name is Teresa, and she is a grandmother who is HIV positive. And she disclosed to her grandchildren, who are oh, like wow. your kids' age. And, mm-hmm. and the way that she did it was is she told her kids, you know, she didn't come out and say AIDS, HIV, and all this other stuff, but she let her kids know that, you know, if something happens and, mom, and grandmom gets cut or cuts her finger, say, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, mom, grandmom will be okay, but you can't, you know, you can't touch grandmom's blood. you got to go get help. Right. So like, you know what I mean? Like talking, talking in, like, you know, the young kids so they understand what it is without telling them exactly what it is. Right. I understand. So I think right. you're amazing. And Thank I you. Love, and I look forward to all of your blogs that you're going to start doing on Pod. Right. I already got it down. <laughs> right, and I thank everyone who's listening. I thank everyone for the comments, the love, the support tonight, and just keep in touch with me. Keep me in your prayers. Oh, you, you certainly thanks for, are. Thank thanks you for so calling much. in, Monique. All right, thank you guys. Good night. Bye. Good night. Bye. Bye. I totally love her. Um, oh, I do she's too. somebody she's who I'll have to meet. But um, we're down to the quick uh, one minute left. So real quick, uh, you can find more information on Jeremy at PositivelySpeaking.com. That's Positively with a Z. And you can find more information on me, the radio show, and the social network at POSIM.com. 
And uh, next week's guest is Michael Lee Howard, who you see in the chat room, one of our bloggers. And uh, I'll save the rest of the month of March for um, the next show. So I want to thank you all for tuning in, and um, have a great night. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And thank you all. We'll be here again every Sunday, next Sunday at 19. Have a great day of night, everyone. Bye, Jeremy. <laughs> Good night.